Welcome to Women, Wine, and Leadership. I'm Donna Carlson, your host, work-life strategist, and women's leadership coach, bringing you this podcast to share strategies that make work and life work for you from everyday working women. This podcast is part of our 360 Business Strategies series. Let's face it, if we're talking about strategies for our whole life, that includes business. The first week of every month will be dedicated to success strategies for your business. Whether you're running a business or thinking of making the leap, this series will give you practical strategies from successful entrepreneurs who are living their whole life on purpose. The second in our Business 360 Strategy Series is about telling your story. Eileen Estahim is a, an empowerment writer, life coach, and storyteller coach. She helps women embrace and accept their stories so they can take steps to transform their lives and businesses. She wholeheartedly believes that you should never underestimate the power of a good story. By sending your unique, empowered voice into the world, you'll create a ripple effect to empower other women. Enjoy this time with Eileen. Pull up a friend and a glass of wine and join us. So fun to have Eileen on this call. Uh, we met on Facebook and you're in Norway and I'm in Colorado and mm -hmm. that alone just excites me because you know we used to feel like um, to do anything overseas was this long distance call. We, we can talk to anyone anywhere. And uh, with a good world clock planner, <laughs> we can. It's eight o'clock in the morning for me and four o'clock in the afternoon for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's the great thing with social media. You get to connect with women from all over the world. Exactly. That's so exciting. I love the fact that you have built a business based on storytelling. Um, yeah. And I want to hear more about your background and what brought you into starting this business. Why tell women's stories? Give us the full, who is Eileen and, and, and what is your life about? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, there's been two elements that's uh, brought me down this path. Uh, the first is that I've always had a strong pull to tell stories. So as a kid, yeah. even before I learned to write, I would uh, draw stories. I had so much to tell and so much on my heart that I needed to get out there. Yeah. Writing's been part of my whole life. I think I was nine or ten, I decided I'm going to be a journalist. So and I did. Yeah, I spent several years in newspapers went down to working as a press officer so I got to see that side of things as well and uh, I became a mom and I wanted more freedom I didn't want to do the entire work days I wanted to schedule my own days and have more room and more time yeah. so that let me go freelance as a copywriter and then I have another side to this story, and that is as a trauma survivor and uh, being uh, having a dysfunctional family background, being bullied for many, many years in school. And that's led me down a path of um, needing to find self-love and going in, like shifting my mentality from a victim to survivor and rewriting my life story that way. So that became another aspect of my storytelling. 
realizing it and feeling empowered and embracing fierce self-love. And now I'm at the crossroads uh, where uh, sort of relaunching my business to not only doing copywriting, where I specialize in brand storytelling, I want to teach female entrepreneurs how they can use brand storytelling when they build up their business. Right. And I drew in my coaching experience here because I wanted to feel really, really empowered by it. Because so many women say, oh, my story isn't good enough, <laughs> or even I don't have a story. But that, that's not true. Every one of us, we are so unique. And I love digging into it and like bringing out this, it's powerful, beautiful stories. Mm. Right. Well, and you, um, you've probably heard the same um, phrase before that our mess becomes our message. Your, yes. your trauma and the, the background that you have as a child actually informs the empathy and the mercy that you provide to other people in helping draw their stories out. Yeah, definitely. And I think, also, I did a lot of volunteer work where I've sort of been coaching and mentoring women with similar backgrounds as me, and I sort of drove ahead my vision to yeah. like, bring this out to the world. Mm. It's a beautiful way for you to launch your business. To uh, You're not just helping people to promote their businesses. You're helping them to launch a better self uh, to, to, to actually live their values and, and allow themselves the permission. What was it that launched it for you? What was it that helped you to decide that um, this was going to be the end of this line of trauma in my life? My kids are not going to inherit it. What, what was it in your story that turned the corner? Well, I remember holding uh, my oldest son when they, just after the birth, I got him in my arms for the very first time. That's when I thought, right, uh, this ends with me. I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to provide for my children, give them all the things that I wanted as well. Right. This ends with me. Yes, this ends with me. That is worth putting on a poster. Um, yeah. Or a T-shirt. We could put it on T-shirts. <laughs> That's amazing that you decided that this was going to be the end of that that story in your life and you even it we we talked in advance of this this interview about the fact that it's a women work in wine podcast and you gave up wine years ago because you wanted to put an end to the story and the um self um anesthetizing would that that be the right word yes definitely i was um running away from my problems in the glass pretty much yeah yeah was it was it wine in particular that was tempting or was it just anything well red wine was my uh, big big thing that was my big love but honestly i was a complete alcoholic so in the end i'd drink anything i could get my hands on sadly yeah yeah, I've been sober for 12 years in December, and I'm so thankful that I sobered up and started shifting my life before coming, um, becoming a mother. Right. I think it's important to, to note, your, your oldest is eight, right? So you were sober 12 years, I mean, eight, four years before your eldest was born. Yeah. Uh, 
What had changed in your life um, when you became sober and started to navigate just your own life, aside from motherhood, just Eileen, what, how did you handle what I call the monkeys in your head? The, the same messages that drove you to drink in the first place. How did you start to handle those after you became sober? Oh, because <laughs> when I first became sober, I mean, all the feelings and everything I've been running away from, it just came crashing down and it was just me with all these feelings and memories. And I would not have made it if it wasn't from support from people around me. I've done loads of therapy, group therapy, had so much support on the way. Right. And yeah, and gone through lots of therapy, coaching, journaling. Writing was a very important aspect. I've just written out everything and that's been like a major tool for shifting my mindset. Yeah. Writing is really cathartic, isn't it? Uh, I, you and I are both trained journalists, and that's one thing that I think really attracts us, um, our friendship. Um, somebody once gave me a writing prompt that um, surprised me, but it's been very helpful. And it's basically because my, my mother left when I was a 10, when I was about 10 or 11. And, but before she left, she was always really, I mean, I, I don't really have very many sober memories of her. So I'm missing that element in my life of what a mother looks like or act is like in my life. And so somebody um, made a note that my girls have turned out to be so strong and confident and resilient that um, something has turned out okay. So um, write a letter as Mama Donna to yourself as a child, uh, providing them mothering that she still wishes that she had. And it sounds so strange, but it's been so helpful. Have you done anything like that in your journaling practice? Any prompts that have been particularly helpful? I've uh, written letters to, to myself as a childless world. And I've also done meditations, sort of when I just picture me as a little girl and I just bring her back up in my arms and give her the love and support she needs. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that um, as, as adults, there's still that voice of the child that sometimes comes out. I th I'm convinced that when I see people misbehaving in the workplace, in the work I do, um, training um, managers and, and helping workplaces to be more successful, I think the the reason why people don't act like grown-ups is because there's some inner child in them that is just still crying out. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, when I first it up, I just felt like a child, basically. I was like, put back to the age when I started drinking. And right. that was really, really overwhelming. And then having to grow up when in a space of a few months when I'm already a, was a grown-up. So that was, right. <laughs> right. yeah. Which is a, a transformation in itself, isn't it? It is. Mm. So how are you using that experience to help your clients to write their stories? Can you tell us one or two stories about client transformations that you've seen? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm opening sort of my doors for the coaching now in September. 
but I have uh, done some informal coaching and conversations um, with women online. And a lot of the time, they don't see their own value. They don't see how enough they are, how worthy they are, right? Right. Um, and I also done a little bit of this when I've been coaching as a volunteer. It's so amazing when you start doing the questions and start the journaling and like digging into it, seeing all the uh, epiphanies they get. Yeah. Mm. And uh, supporting them to see how valuable and how loved and supported they are. So they themselves get enough trust in themselves to lean in, to listen to themselves. Because I found very often we want to live up to other people's expectations and set ourselves aside. Yeah, it's true. A lot of the reasons why we are um, insecure in, in maximizing our potential or living up to our calling is because we're still listening to voices in our heads that are fictional. <laughs> we make them up or based on assumptions. And yeah. That's mm. And all of this is um, transformations that I've gone through myself, right? I'm sort of right. working on work. Mm. I'm still yeah. having to that every time I get a new challenge or I'm sort of stepping up to a new level, I go back and do this basic groundwork. Mm. It's true, but you're creating a, a stronger foundation. And I've also heard it said that um, we don't have to wait until we're completely healed to help others. So mm. many coaches, especially in people in any kind of service or consultant industry, are really just um, learning something and then helping somebody to learn it. And that's the way that you make it permanent in your life, right? You learn it, you teach it. You learn it, you teach it. <laughs> Would you say that's true? I definitely, that's pretty much what drives me. I got, an adv got the advice a little while ago that imagine that you're coaching a version of yourself that's sort of one or two behind you all the time. And I found that super helpful. Right, right. That's really true. And I found that the, um, the coaching where I've seen the most difference in someone's life is really um, when they have something similar to um, a story similar to mine. I just, when I see myself in that person, I get so excited because I can help literally transform their thinking because I've been there. It's a beautiful. Mm. So you're doing that when you start, you're going to have a, uh, a webinar series launch in September. So you can actually start teaching many people at one time. Yeah. Tell me a having, about the webinar. Yeah. It, it's actually a course. It's, um, a four-module course that launches in September is self-run. It's about digging into storytelling in a way to market and stand out on the crowd, right? And um, so it's four modules and you do it at your own pace, but you also get the option to upgrade and get the coaching package with me, which is super helpful if you struggle with self-doubt or you need more self-love or you even just want to get feedback on your storytelling and your copywriting. Mm. Good, good. So not only do I want to teach how you can use storytelling to 
build your business, but I want you to feel really, really empowered by your own story. Right, right. Yeah. An amazing gift. And you're teaching this to people all over the world. Yeah, it's open worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, let us know how to access that course. Where do you have it advertised? It's on my website. Uh, I've sent you the link. So that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And you could also get all the information on my Facebook page, Her Empowered Story by Eileen, it's called. Yeah. Uh, I've also put up an hour-long free webinar there today on uh, how to pinpoint your ideal client's um, pain points and the language they use. It's sort of a boost you can use along with the brand storytelling course. Nice. Good, good. Um, that's amazing because learning, we think that we know the words of our clients. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's trickier than we think to understand the language that draws us in, um, that draws their attention to, to what we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Sounds like you have some really neat tools and strategies to help people launch their business effectively inside and out, which is... Mm -hmm what 360 means <laughs> really understanding um working from the heart and and being completely wholehearted in the way that we serve the world well yeah. i'm so glad to know you i hope that one day when i have a life strategy retreat closer to norway maybe i'll get to see you yeah i hope so i'd love that mm. planning one in, in england so i will let you know when that um actually gets nailed down mm -hmm. um Okay, final question for you. Now that red wine is something of your past, um, what is your favorite beverage to enjoy when you settle down at the end of the day? To be honest, I'll have a glass of non-alcoholic red wine. So if there's anybody else out there who misses their wine, there's actually some really good tasting non-alcoholic alternatives. Tell me a, a name to look up because I've never heard of this before. Well, uh, Torres, for example, has a very good alternative. Uh, we do here in Norway, at least, we all have a whole section of non-alcoholic wines, both red and white. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's something I'll start paying attention to as more and more people are looking for alternatives. I have a friend who likes to put kombucha in her wine glass and that works out okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much for spending time with us today, Eileen. We'll do this again. This is so much fun. I'm so happy to be here. It was really fun. I'm glad you invited me on. Yeah, definitely. Best of luck to you and your business. I can't wait to see what happens with this course in September. And thank you. And I look forward to your retreat. <laughs> yeah, good. I will keep you posted. Take yeah. care. Take care. I am so glad you took the time to have a glass of wine with the girls today. If you love the conversation here about business strategies, you need to check out 360 Life Strategies on Facebook, where we talk about all the things women are doing to run a successful business. If this helps you in any way, would you subscribe and rate this podcast? This helps us know what helps you elevate your business and your whole life. Come again, bring a friend. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.